Hey everyone, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we are watching the Fast and Furious movies a quarter hour at a time. I'm Zach Bassetta. Hi, Vito Lapicola. Vroom, vroom, bitches. I'm Anthony Rebench. Good to hear all of your voices. How are you all doing? Yeah, good, guys. Yeah, I feel great today. How about you guys? Pretty good. We, we did a little more research on this uh, the subtitle debacle we mentioned um, last week. Over Boy, it, it, it got real serious. For those of you listening it got at home, heated. Our, it our texting back and forth got really fucking serious because I swear to you, on my subtitles, I even sent a screen cap to the guys. He says, with that ass and brains, I'm going to be out of a job, woman, or whatever it is that he right. says. But he clearly says, with that ass and brains. And then they sent me a screen cap that said, bad ass and brains. And Anthony went so far as to break the recording down step by step and analyze it as if we were the police trying to crack a case. That's right. And I still hear with that ass. So I don't know what's going on. No, it's it's badass. I'm I'm a hundred percent, especially playing with or, the pitch. Or, or did Universal say that could be problematic and change the subtitles, Anthony? Or they tampered with the recording. <laughs> or, this is or, all a conspiracy. This is I was gonna say, or this is really a case of that. Do you hear Laurel or Yanny? Well, it's how he says and, though, because he says badass and brains. Like, I just don't hear him saying with that ass and brains. It just, I don't well, know. I, first of all, I'm going to put the kibosh. He does not say with at all. Correct. There is no with. Not with at all. It's it's with on Vito's subtitles. It's not with yeah. on ours. Um, but I've broken down the recording. I've changed the pitch. I've, I've altered the volume. And there is no with. Um, we do what Tej would do. Yeah, yeah. You guys, totally. what if we the just Tej got of the sub- group? What if we just got the subtitle guy fired? Like the head of Universal Home Pictures is listening to this. No, and he's like, he's "That son of a bitch me. has made his last fucking mistake." I can assure you that. It's it's uh, what nine eight six, six years later. He's already been promoted to head subtitle head captioner. That's a. He's just he's just mangling the. He that's his dark secret. He's he only has hearing in one ear. And he's completely like covering for it and just writing whatever the fuck he thinks he hears. For decades, he's been getting away with it. Yeah, you can't rush captioning. Yeah, that's true. He's already a failure of a top exec that's still making money because everybody knows in Hollywood you just fail upward. Yes, you do. Well, at any rate, we have, we have reached uh, the famous take, uh, tank chase scene of Furious Six, where uh, Owen has basically enacted his plan to finally get the final component of the satellite so that they can create the nightshade, blah, 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 that they told us about two months ago. Does that, you remember that, Anthony? Vaguely. <laughs> Anthony, I love, I love the fact that, that you, you, so for the folks at home, Anthony genuinely does not watch the 15 minutes at, uh, other than the 15 minutes we're about to watch, he has never seen these films. He's not cheating and watching it all at once and then watching right. it in small chunks. So I, I can't imagine how difficult it must be to follow these storylines, Anthony, when they're difficult to follow even after you've seen them twice. Although you are allowed to watch from the beginning if you ever want to. 
No, I, I have for certain movies. I, I did it for the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I did not do it for the second one. Um, Fate of the Furious, I watched again. Um, Fast what? Five, I chose not to. Yeah, that's fair. This one, I might watch it. Like, I'm still on the fence with this one. Like, when oh, it's good. so good. I'm really digging this one a lot. When it's When yeah. it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, like, I, I can't pay attention. Like, I have severe ADHD with this movie. Like, I'm just like, oh, look, squirrel. Um, <laughs> but the other ones at least kept me, like, uh, engaged even during the parts that I, I didn't care for. This okay. one, like, maybe it's just I've, I've been doing the show too long. I mean, we're on episode, what, 41? Yep. I think maybe my brain is just kind of over it. Like oh no, so, we've got so many movies left, Anthony. It's, it's strange because I, I'm the exact opposite. Like the last two movies, there were portions where I was checking out, and in this one, I've been pretty thoroughly engaged the whole time. I just, mm-hmm. I do, I really do agree that um, I had not given. Um, why am I blanking on his name? But uh, Owen Shaw, um, Luke Evans, actor, Luke Evans. I hadn't given Luke Evans much, you know, like uh, credit. But after rewatching this movie. He's really good as the villain. I think I think it's great watching the team kind of flounder. I think the stunts and the action sequences in this are great. Mm-hmm. This is like the first movie, I think, where Rome actually is not played super comically, but he's still funny. He yeah. does some really great stuff in the next scene. You know, like mm-hmm. I I really I've been enjoying this one more than I have the other ones in there. Everyone feels utilized. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm actually coming around uh, to Roman. But hey. here, here's the thing, though. Um, I remember how terrible he was and how like much he stood out as being terrible mm-hmm. um, or for being terrible in Fate of the Furious. So okay. <laughs> I have a feeling that like this is going to be the only movie that I can slightly tolerate him in. And then the next ones, I'm just going to go back. You still have seven. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to hate him in seven because he's going to go back Uh-oh. to his shenanigans. Uh-oh. It's still, well, it is James Wan, so. And I we'll know see. for a fact that I'm going to hate him in, in Fate because I, I have seen that movie. That was the only movie I saw up until, you know, we started doing the show. Fair enough. Well, so Dom, Brian, and uh, Roman, they find a place where they can do a super cool U-turn and they head back in the direction of the tank because as, as it opens, they're on different sides of this major uh, highway in Spain. That is, is that a real, I, I mean, I know it's a real highway, but is it really that long? Cause that's, that's a massive fucking bridge they're riding on. It's like a six minute sequence. Well, um, they're not on a bridge the whole time, but you know what I mean? It's like the, that entire road is, it's like they're on the great wall of China or something. You know what I mean? It's like massively that's long movie magic, baby. That's true. Yeah, that is that is part of the weird thing about this series. They're always on these long stretches. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to say Justin Lin mentioned where they filmed this. I don't know if it was a uh, Lusitania or <laughs> I'm probably getting the country wrong. They mentioned uh, like in the movie where it was, but uh, who knows? Yeah, that was it was Lusitania, Spain, I believe, was, was where, where it said. Yeah, and um, the Dom's crew is about to to catch up with the tank, although I don't know what they would plan on doing. Uh, when Owen suddenly tells Jaw to have some fun by driving into oncoming traffic. So Jaw tanks over the median and starts taking out like entire families. 
Yeah, I was like, shnikey, they're killing civilians. Right. And, you know, it's it's weird because there's that line, too, that Letty has where she goes, this isn't part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would a seasoned pro like him, who's who obviously has pride in following his code, suddenly break the code? Why do you guys think what motivated him to be like, I'm going to start just killing rando people? Uh, film executives were probably like, he's not a bad guy. He, he's not bad enough. We, we got to have him kill people. I took it as like revealing that Owen Shaw, you know, especially to Letty, was kind of reveling in this destruction and, you know, showing that he didn't really adhere to this code that he kind of, although I'm not even sure that his actions um, go against his code. I mean, he's still completing his job. He's just having evil fun while doing it, I guess. True. Okay. Yeah, I buy that. I just think they wanted to push him to cartoon level villain. Well, I mean, they're driving over minivans and like they're not, you know, escaped convicts probably in those minivans. So it's a little disturbing. There was also there was that one part. It was unclear as to how I think it was just in the editing. But all of a sudden they zoom past like a family that's like walking along the side of the road and they scream. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing walking along the highway? I think people started getting out of their cars. Yeah, because they do they do cut to that after that, like they show people running and stuff. But like it looked like they were just like walking. And I was like, maybe it was just a bad cut. That was a strange edit for sure. Yeah. Um, and, And Roman follows the tank. I guess Dom and Brian continue on the road that they're on. Roman follows. And like you said, Vito, inside the tank, Letty is not cool with this. She te- like she says it's not part of the plan. And Owen kind of smirks like an asshole. I just that's where I picked up. I feel like this is just showing that he is kind of a bad guy. Although it does go against a bit what he had said to Dom earlier. But, but, yeah, because he, he there there was no well then again though, they, they do have that one crashed car at the beginning of the film. There's a car that looks like a civilian car that's like wrecked into that building. So that is honestly, we, we don't really know that he hasn't been smashing the shit out of civilians uh, in his last couple of things. So honestly, maybe this is just me being too judgmental. Or maybe it's more that human life in general, whether it's one of his men or not, doesn't really matter to him. That, I think you might've just hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, maybe that's it. Fucking Owen. <laughs> Even though his brother, well, we'll get to him. Yeah. Jaw is gleefully running over innocent motorists. We see one guy jump from his car just in time to be, you know, avoid being splattered on the highway. And I will say, though, if you're going to go out, Spain is a beautiful place to do it in. So that's one. Yeah. But would you want to be a ghost on a stretch of highway? You know what I mean? It's a nice ocean view. Spending your eternity driving and going, yeah, and jumping out of the way of a phantom, you know, tank. (laughs) I know, right? Just creeping out. It would suck. Yeah. Dom radios to Roman, tells him to take the tank's attention away from the people. Roman tries to pull around the tank, but pulls back to narrowly avoid a head-on collision of his own. So all the action here is pretty cool. I liked I liked how Rome took charge here. Like he Okay, mm-hmm. so he he basically, if you really think about it, what a what an amazing, you know, sense of sacrifice there. Because like, again, he he is the one who is like, I'm gonna take the attention away from the other people. So he gets in front of them. So that they, you know, are like, oh, we got one of the guys right here. Right. Of course, now he puts himself into danger. And it even plays into his kind of character as the distraction, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, inside the tank, Owen is just laughing away and having himself a ball. He's loving this shit. 
Roman finally manages to find a chance to pull up in front of the tank. He barely misses another head-on collision with a vehicle that really should have slowed down or pulled over to the side or something, but seemed really committed to uh, going forward, apparently. And so Roman just barely misses that guy. And uh, Jaw reports to Owen that there's one right in front of him. Owen just says, boom. That should have been the trailer. Boom. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, that... that the the idea that this guy is willing to fire a fucking tank, mm-hmm. well, the cannon of a tank, in on on a highway with like total disregard for people is just that does mark him as a great villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought so too. What about Anthony? He loves Luke Evans regardless. Um. Oh. I dude, I I tuned out during the section. Really. I really did, um, but I will Crazy. say that the the parts with uh, with Shaw coming up were really good, mm-hmm. um, if not a little derivative of the Joker with you know yeah. the whole you think you're there in control is, but I'm in control. There is that is interesting that you bring that up. I will point something out later. Yeah, I, I just I, I want to make something clear because somebody asked me about this um, mm-hmm. earlier this week. I'm not a big action movie fan. I'm not unless it has something, you know, like a sci-fi element or, you know, a superhero. Some other genre. Right, right. I, I just, I, I didn't grow up around them. Um, they they aren't my cup of tea. There are some exceptions. Um, That's cool. But when it's loud and, and explosions everywhere and car crashes and whatnot, like, it's just, it's not my thing. Like I, I'm kind of like, all right, skip to the character development, skip to you know, the 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 cat and mouse chases that you know, the more are, psychological stuff. Right, right, yeah. So I mean, that's where I'm coming from. I'm well, not, but you know, it, it it is interesting to me though because I I love action movies. It's it's one of my favorite genres, but I tend to like the action movies that do concentrate on character because. Again, you know, if you don't care about the character, then the action doesn't really have any weight to it. You know, Die Hard's my favorite action movie of all time. I could watch that probably every day for a year and I'd get sick of it. Um, but, you know, I, I really do. I find myself totally invested in these characters. And there, there's actually a moment in this sequence, I think. Now, it's weird because I'd seen all of them in the theater, ex- I think, except for two. But... Uh, up until this point in the sixth movie of the series, I remember this moment and I just went, God, I love this series, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, and, and the weird thing is normally I would, I would turn my nose up at a, at a series of movies like this, but there's just something about them that hits all the right notes for me. And, and I love them unabashedly. You know what I mean? I talk mm-hmm. about it all the time at work and everybody stares at me like I'm a moron. I don't care. I love these movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think the sequence is thrilling. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's, it's really, when, really amazing. It's also better when the action is happening for a reason. You know, it's, it's being propelled by by something. But that's um, the thing. Like, I, I you know, if if you hadn't explained it last week, I still wouldn't know what the reason was. For what? what? Oh, for them stealing this thing. Yeah, what their motivation was, what the thing did, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which at the end of the day doesn't really matter. I'm not saying I can't have me. action. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter to the movie. Mm. You know what other movie you could say that about, Anthony? What? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because the Ark is just a MacGuffin. Old man MacGuffin. 
Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, that, that is the weird thing. And maybe that's something that needs a change in, in movies, the more sophisticated the audiences get. Is that, you know, are they getting more sophisticated? Let's I don't know, man. I'm just trying to compliment our listeners, damn it. Um, well, our listeners are sophisticated, but that's right. Every moviegoer. They all wear smoking jackets and have monocles. Thanks that's for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it is weird. But, I mean, you know, the way that I look at it is it's like that is always the MacGuffin. Anytime there's a villain in these movies, it's a total MacGuffin. The first movie, you don't care that dom is stealing dvds or whatever it's the idea that they they form this fr- unlikely friendship you know it's like the story of them coming to terms with one another and understanding one another the the action stuff is ancillary to that you know so like the owen shaw you know i i i only think in movies like Die Hard where you have the main you know they always have the main heist and then it breaks down where they're like you thought it was this but it's really this, and only McLean can figure that out. That those are the only movies where the where the actual goal of the bad guy kind of matters. You know what I mean? I would argue that it matters in The Dark Knight because you know the city's at stake, and and you know. But I don't know. I think I think that's less important than the idea that these characters look out for one another and are always kind of growing throughout these movies. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and I see where you're coming from. I just I, that's not my preference. My preference is I want to know what they're going after, why it's important, and um, you know how they plan to do it. Maybe. Well, I, I do have to be honest with you. I'm not sure what exactly they're going to do with this once they have it because everybody's. Gonna, I mean, these guys have to, to be on some bidder. kind of terrorist wanted list by now. They're yeah. going to sell it to the highest bidder, and that's 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 an issue for me. I, I get that's not an issue for you. Um, but it just all that money, man. More, more money, less problems. I, I think with the first one, um, it Fewer was more. Problems. It was more. Ex, it, it was explained better, like what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm, sure. So I mean, you know, my my tiny lizard brain could wrap around the fact that they're just stealing VCRs, um, mm-hmm. and this one, it's just like. We have a component. Okay, what does the component do? I have no idea. What are we going to do with the component? Like, maybe it's just that they kind of... Maybe it's it's like what Vito's saying. Like, they don't really care about it. It's just there. Um, but to me, that's, that's poor storytelling because they just glossed over what this thing is and what it does. If they explained it, they explained it poorly. I mean, that's like... I mean, a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies were just about this MacGuffin, so the story happens. But, I mean, if it's not your cup of tea, that totally... I mean, not, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we have you here, for an alternate we, perspective. Yeah, we still love you, Anthony. Mm-hmm. You bastard. You're the, you're I the, hate you! You're the cuddliest, <laughs> Anthony. Don't do it, Anakin. I've got the higher ground. Well, Sorry. the... Roman is in front of this uh, tank, and uh, a terrible segue, but what can you do? The tank barrel lowers at Roman, to which Roman replies, oh shit. Roman lowers his head, and the tank fires a missile right over his car. Then the tank hits Roman's car, and unlike every other vehicle so far, it doesn't get sucked under the treads, but instead sort of attached to the front, and it's been it's being carried along with the tank now. It's, I'm not entirely sure how that happened, but there we are. It's because narratively it needs to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Jaw just kind of chuckles and calls Roman a lucky bastard, which I guess he is. Yeah, he's a very lucky bastard. The um, 
I I don't know, man. I like this. It kind of had an Indiana Jones feel to it. Yeah, no, I don't you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. It certainly wasn't uh, complaining. Yeah. Um, and I do like, I mean, even though it is kind of because, you know, you just see the tank like just going over car after car. They do actually mention in the movie like, oh, he, he lucked out. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Roman radios in to tell Roman, I guess Brian, Brian radios in to tell Roman to hang on. Doesn't seem like he has much choice. But uh, did you did you notice something here, which which what? I thought was very cool? Not only is Paul Walker, I think I will still say Paul Walker is very good in this movie mm-hmm. compared to the other movies. I think this is probably his best performance so far. I agree. I agree. But he yeah. doesn't say Rome. He calls him Roman. He's like Roman, hang in there, Roman, hang in there. He's really, I, I, I it's like when your mom calls you by your full name. Mm-hmm. Vito Anthony, get in here. You know, you're like, whatever, you know, it's serious. No, I like, get he's Anthony not, Ray, get in here. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Well, that so, makes sense because you're Anthony Ray. Yes. But yeah, but my point is, is like that, that he's not like, hey, Rome. He's like Roman. Like he, it, it's just, I noted that he, it's the first time he's ever called him Roman. It's well, always been Rome in all the other films. Yeah. And it's interesting because like in Too Fast, Too Furious, you remember like when he's introduced Brian has to call him Rome and Roman's like, uh, only my friends call me Rome. And so in this instance, like he's kind of been integrated into the group, you know, probably everyone calls him Rome, but then, yeah, when, when Brian calls him by his whole name, it does make it a little more serious and it ties into their older relationship. Or maybe Brian in that instance just decided that he's not friends with Rome anymore. <laughs> in case you go, I'm cutting off our relationship right he's now. He's like, look, he's about to die in a tank accident. I gotta cut my losses. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I got I got a wife and kids to think about now. Yeah, right. You're Roman now. <laughs> Roman says somebody's got someone's gotta do something because there's a tank on his ass. Bringing back some of the good old too fast, too furious ass. Yep, references. more more butt references. Yes, <laughs> always appreciate that. Uh, Dom says there should be a breakup ahead, uh, presumably for him and Brian to get over to the other side of the highway. I guess, or I wasn't sure what exactly he was referring. Yes, to. I do. I do believe that that was their intention. Well, you know, it's it's like the way that I read that is that he's he's so familiar with driving that he even knows how roads are maintained he's like there's gotta be there's gotta be a break soon for us to get over you know what i mean like he just knows yeah chances are there's an exit up here uh owen nonchalantly notices a bridge he can shoot he aims the tank's gun barrel at it and roman is struggling to figure out a way to get out of his tank propelled car and he notices a winch in the back which i don't know did all the cars have a winch i don't know i think i think they all do have the winches but i i loved uh Luke Evans's line reading there. Oh, look, a bridge. You know, it was, yeah, it was so, so like nonchalant. Familiar. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, I'm going to blow that bridge up. You know, it was like, it was like totally showing how he, like, again, he gives zero fucks about the people he's hurting. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, yeah I think, I think all the cars have winches because remember in all the other movies, they always have winches when they're falling stuff. You never so know. I think it's part of their, of their like superhero, you know. Far. Yeah, it's like their gimmick bag or whatever. For sure. And it also seemed like, um, you know, because Brian is still, you know, one of the two main characters, him and Dom, it does seem like because as we'll see a couple of times in this 15 minutes, Brian is a very impulsive character. And it seems like in in a lot of ways, so is Owen. And like, just like, oh, I'm going to shoot this bridge now, you know, for no reason. And so I was wondering maybe if they were trying to like make it like he's kind of the 
bad side of Dom and Brian, or I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence. Well, it, I, Owen shot that bridge because he was trying to kill Dom, remember? Because Dom very barely gets under the rubble. True. You know what I mean, he very, True. so I think, I think he, he did that knowing, or at least hoping that it would fall and kill Dom. That makes sense. Yeah. And the tank fires at the bridge and Dom manages to just barely drive under the falling rubble. Uh, considering Dom is kind of in- invincible at this point, I did appreciate Vin Diesel's expression of seeming like he couldn't believe he just barely made it. Like I like the yeah. in there. Yeah. Great. He didn't shrug it off. Like it was no big deal, you know? <laughs> you did it again, Dom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. Yeah, he just says that to himself. <laughs> Way to go, Dom. <laughs> Pats himself on the back. That's right. Uh, Roman starts to climb out of his car through the window. He gets on top and starts to wrap the rin- the winch cable around the barrel of the tank. And uh, Brian is watching this. Somehow, the exact logistics are kind of unclear as to how this is all laid out, but he notices he's coming up to the rubble from the destroyed bridge. He looks at Roman, he looks at the rubble, he says, screw it, and uses the debris from the bridge as a ramp to launch himself on the, onto the other side of the highway. And as ridiculous yep. as it was, I really loved this moment. It seemed like a very bright too. Moment. Yeah, well, I mean, and it also echoes, echoes back again to uh, too fast when they jump onto the boat. I thought that too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. What the hell is that Paul Walker got himself into this time? <laughs> Them Paul Walker boys were sure in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it just kind of shows again how his character is very impulsive. I mean, like yeah. remember back in Fast and Furious when, you know, he was like driving in the tunnel. And he was just like, you know, well, I'm going to go this way through this fucking wall or whatever. So I yeah. like um, Brian is able to get around in front of the tank and, of course, swerves around some oncoming traffic. And just as Roman's car gets sucked under the tank treads, Roman leaps onto Brian's car to safety. And I thought, yeah, I love that, that moment. Cool. That yeah, was kind of like was, Roman's moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, again, they took him out of that weird, you know, element where he all he ever does is kind of shit talk for the most part. Mm-hmm. He's He's doing some really great action. I mean, if you think about it, he... He was smart enough to be like, I'm going to get this, you know, the winch around this. He 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 likely knew the car would get sucked under and that it was going to cause like a drag and stuff. Yeah, so he he's he's genuinely taking part in the action and proactively trying to stop this bad guy. And oh. I liked I liked how again that harkens back to Too Fast, where Brian you know saves Rome. Like they're they're working together in tandem. Well, I guess that's what working together means, isn't it? But, you know, like that leap is really great. And and like how he screams, yeah, you know, it's like it was very exactly. Um, you yeah. can sense okay. that history there with those guys. Totally. Yeah. Like Ro- Roman's car is being dragged behind the tank because the winch cable is still attached to the tank barrel. And Roman climbs into Brian's car and he kind of like punches Brian. It was just like he doesn't say it, but it's kind of like just like old times, you know. And I really yeah. like the part, too. And did you notice? He's driving a European car again. He's on the right. <laughs> Who, which, uh, Brian? Uh, Brian, yeah. He's always, Holy he shit. never, he never drives anything but uh, cars that have right side steering. Well, obviously, you mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it, but you're totally right. Yeah. No funny. Yeah, so I, I love the, you know, their whole interaction. Uh, Anthony, drop- you're being very quiet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Anthony. Scaring me. What's going on? Are you asleep? No. I got the, the yawns really bad. Wishing you were asleep? Yeah, just oh, shit. 
sorry. Like you're gonna like get to the part where like I'll perk up really soon. I promise. I believe you. But I'm just I'm not I'm not interested well, in this stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah, we do have a little ways to go, but that's okay. Uh, you just you just hang in there, Anthony. Right. Uh, Jaw reports to Owen that they're dragging the car behind him. Dom radios to Brian that the Mustang Roman's car would make a nice anchor. Hint, hint. And Brian says he's on it. As Anthony yawns. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'm not doing so, this on purpose. <laughs> Brian is able to push the Mustang onto the other side of the road. So there's this big bridge coming up, and there's an opening between the lanes. And so Brian pushes it into his lane while the tank is going in the opposite lane, still running over innocent people and, and all that. Uh, I am sure the wire in the middle is probably cutting some people in half as well. Right? There's probably – exactly. I hope there are some uh, Siamese twins that get separated at least. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> These two brothers were Siamese twins until Owen Shaw cut them in right. half by accident. Next on Nightline. Some good was done at the very least. He, um, got the, he got the spleen and I got the heart. But hey, you know. Thanks, so Owen tells Letty to go take care of the cable and I kind of expected Letty to give him like a are you serious look but she's just right on it she hops straight up and uh, Brian's still trying to knock the Mustang over the side of the bridge bystanders are jumping out of their cars and screaming and jumping out of the way and Brian finally manages to push the Mustang over the side of the bridge and so him, Roman and Dom Notice Letty all at the same time climbing up on top of the train of uh, the tank and the gun barrel moving towards him. So Owen is aiming the gun tank, the tank gun at Dom, and Letty's on top of the tank, attempting to unhook the winch without losing her hand, I imagine. And the Mustang is still falling towards the ground below the bridge. Are you with me, Anthony? Uh yeah, something okay. about wedges. Earth. <laughs> There's a Wedgie. lot going on. I do have a question though. Yeah. Didn't didn't Dom when he suggested that uh that they use the the car as an anchor, didn't he realize that Letty was in the tank with them? That's a question for Vin Diesel. That's true. But you might be right. That is again that that's a good point, damn it. He was risking Letty's life and he was not I mean, he didn't know she was gonna get out to check on the cable or whatever. Well, then again, though, too, when he says, hey, Brian, that car would make a good anchor, he may have meant jam it into something to stop the tank versus knocking it over the side. Makes sense. Because knocking it over the side could have like really, I mean, granted, it's a tank. It's way heavier than the car. But, you know, you never know with the momentum and stuff. It might have pulled the tank over the edge and killed everybody in it. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's like he is risking Letty's life here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe he thought it was more like getting it caught on a. I don't know, a rock or something. Right, right. Uh, so Owen is, is aiming the, the tank barrel at Dom, and he says, okay, Toretto, here's your girl and your happy ending. Didn't know he'd open up a massage And then cut, cut to Owen jerking Dom off at a massage parlor. <laughs> oh, we both went there. Oh, no. We're both <laughs> um, Okay, so he, I think this is awesome, but it's, it's a lot of stuff at, at, at once. At this point... Dom has opened his car door and he's kind of got one foot on the gas and one on the open door and he's still got control of the wheel, but he's positioned himself. So he's ready to jump. 
and the cable holding the Mustang finally tightens, and when it pulls the tank, Letty goes flying. Dom steers his car into the median at full speed, which then launches him across the opening of the bridge, and he catches Letty before falling onto a vehicle on the other side with Dude, beefy I... the impact against the windshield. It's so yes. dumb. It's, it's amazing. No, you guys, I kid you not. This was the moment that I was talking about earlier. When I saw this in the theater, I, saw, I, I usually go see these movies opening night. I was there. It was a packed house. That moment... When that stunt happened, or whatever it is, it's CG and stunts and everything. When he caught her and they flew back and hit that car, I swear to God, it was one of the biggest reactions I've ever seen an audience do in my life. We all jumped to our feet and we're like, yeah, and high-fiving each other. And that was the moment where I was like, God, I fucking love this series. I love it. That was the moment where I just, I realized, I was like, I love these movies unabashedly. As as goofy as they get, as stupid as some of the sequences are, this is pure cinematic fucking trash entertainment, and I love it. It's very fucking stupid, but I love it. It was very. I was no, it's totally up. stupid, but it's it's somehow it's like Dolomite. It's somehow stupid, but really fucking great at the mm-hmm. same time. Like it's great in in its audacity. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh, watching a great stand up. You know what I mean? Like somebody who goes up there. You can't believe that they're going where they're taking you, but but the audacity is fucking amazing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like you can forgive them. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just I love I love that sequence. Like I, I kid you not, like that was fucking like I I, I live for moments well, like that so, in the movie. The emotional impact and the understanding of where the characters are in the story and all that overtake the the silliness of I mean I don't. It just works because, like, the, it works on a story level for me. I don't know how Anthony feels if it is an impact or not. For me, this, I think the sequence was it. Like my my brain kind of went through like three different thoughts. The first being, okay, this is impossible. Second being, this is impossibly stupid. <laughs> and the third one being, okay, this is impossibly stupid, but it's also brilliant. <laughs> you know what you know what I just when you said my brain went through, I automatically saw you as if you slammed and your brain went through the top of your head and <laughs> flew out as you were watching the movie. You know, like you were like, I'm fucking stopping right here. <laughs> like I saw your brain burst out my of my mind was blown. Said that. <laughs> I also love I also love this look that Dom gives Letty while they're laying there on the car and Dom is somehow perfectly fine physically. And I don't know. It's just a cool Dom expression. There's there was something, and and I'll bring it up when we when she says the line. But for some reason, I had remembered them having that conversation right there. Mm-hmm. And then when it popped up later, I was like, "What the fuck? Memory is a weird thing." Because I I, I didn't thought it happened at that moment. Shape of a room, Vito. It's what? It can change the color of a car in the shape of a room. That's right. I love the quote memento when we talk about memories. Oh boy. <laughs> So Hobbs arrives in his chopper just in time to make a comment. And because Hobbs is such a hilarious character, he's got a really hot zinger ready to go. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't because he's not a fucking goofball in this movie. I love I love that. He, what does he say? He says, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just this I mean, it's like it's like this guy's been watching the entire thing. He's in a fucking helicopter. <laughs> Presumably like he yeah. wasn't keeping up with it. You know what I mean? Maybe, sure. maybe he's just reacting to the aftermath when he looks down and he sees 
he sees everything from that perspective, you know, but yeah, the, I was like, why couldn't he have done something with that helicopter? Like he has to have weapons on there or something like there could have been something they could have done. But we didn't you know? see him. There was no reference to him throughout the scene. So even though it makes sense that he was there, we can presume he just showed up. I don't sure. know. Nice of you to show up in your helicopter, which would have taken about four seconds to get where it took them 13 minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? What did they stop at a Dunkin' Donuts on the way? The rock I need to get this apple fritter. Yeah, I know, right? I don't go nothing, nowhere without my coffee. It's my cheat day. Uh, so we're, we're back at the military base with Officer Rolfs, and he and Hobbs and Riley are all standing around a little case with the component in it, and Rolfs can't believe that someone stole a 70-ton tank just for a three-ounce computer chip. And so Hobbs says the chip is deadlier than a thousand tanks. Is it, though? It is for the purposes of the movie. I guess you're right. I mean, if you can shut down, like, the military or whatever for, like, an 24 hours or whatever it is, that's pretty powerful. Not sure yeah. what you do with it, but, I mean, you know, think of that in the hands of an enemy. Yeah, I guess the, they were just implying that it would be very easy to invade a country. They'd be blind in that way. I don't know. So, wait. Does the satellite, like, send out an EMP? Is that yeah, it's like a... It blocks like, military communications for 24 hours. Okay. So one, one presumably... One, one presumes that this is going to fall into the hands of some foreign, you know, group of people who intend harm. And, you know, what they're going to do is disable the, the military's ability to communicate so that they can get away with what they want to get away with before anyone can figure out what's happening. You know, because of the chaos. Some sort of nefarious group. Yeah. So it's important that that Dom and his crew, you know, Brian and Hobbs, save the world. Um, So Rolfs looks over at Letty, who's just sitting there, despite having been a part of a major heist. Rolfs asks, what about her? And Dom steps up and defends her, saying that she was working with Shaw, but she's not anymore, and she's always been one of them. Hobbs says to Rolfs, let's give him a minute. Well, yeah, I, well, I, I love the fact, though, you know, this is Dom practicing what he preaches. He had that line where he said, you never turn your back on family, even mm-hmm. if they turn their back on you. He's yep. living up to that code right there. Absolutely. I, I've said this before, but I think that for the majority of this movie, the characters are all done. You know, they're, everything they do is kind of s- supports their character personality. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, so Rolfs leaves and Hobbs and Riley go to process Shaw. Hobbs says he's never looked more forward to filling out paperwork in his life. I like that line. That was kind yeah. of funny. Is that what brought you back? Yeah. <laughs> he, the rock starts talking and Anthony perks up. Uh, they visit Owen in his cell and no, Owen looks I, I perk up when they get out of the cars. <laughs> that's, Fair enough. That's my Fair cue. Enough. Boots on the ground is more your, your speed. Indeed, sir. Uh, Owen looks very happy to see Hobbs and Riley. And yeah, this is uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no. This is the shot that I was going to say. This is a direct reference, Anthony. You mentioned that that, that his speech was very uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. That's a direct reference to Dark Knight. It's the exact same shot when they reveal the Joker sitting in the cell and the camera pushes in on him. Yep. it's the same the same shot angle. Everything that is true. Yeah, so you I thought that was very interesting that uh, this movie was very influenced by Christopher Nolan. Yes, and I mean, I've been it's funny that, that since the first episode we did. 
Yeah, I was going to say, gonna, it, it, it keeps coming back up. There's a lot of instances where you can kind of draw those parallels. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, Brian approaches Letty. He tells her that everything that's happened was because of him. He was the one that put her undercover, uh, but she stops him. And she says that she doesn't remember anything. But one thing she knows about herself is that no one makes her do anything she doesn't want to do. And this and is I my would, favorite Letty moment. Exactly. Yes. Isn't she isn't she amazing the the way that she looks at like she has this moment where she flashes her vulnerability and you realize that Letty has that tough as you know tough as as steel exterior but in the inside she's a really good person you know what i mean you can you can feel her it was like there's like a warmth that kind of pops through before she catches it and she walks off it's really good subtle work from Michelle Rodriguez I would argue that Letty has a pretty great character arc in this movie, even if it's kind of a subtle one. And it, again, I mean, everyone, I mean, she's written, there, there's a lot, there's meaty stuff for her there. And I mean, I can understand if she wants, if she, that she wants more perhaps in, in other movies and stuff, but you know, I do think that there's a lot of great stuff for her as a character in this movie. And Anthony, I'm, I'm curious as to your, uh, you, you said this was your favorite Letty moment. Is she, because I remember you weren't like, you didn't hate Letty, but you weren't like as up on her as like I am or whatever. Do you, are you finding you yourself like really liking her more and more as the series goes? I, if, if I put aside the, the whole stupid amnesia thing, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's a better actress in this movie than she has been in the other ones. Sure. Um, she's very she's, good. If you've seen Girl Fight, she's amazing in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's dialed back. Like I, I think, especially in the first one with the I smell skanks. Like <laughs> that. It, it just it seemed like a a caric a caricature of a tough girl. Like I think they were trying too something. hard. I, I think she, I mean, you can look at it as she was trying too hard back then. And yeah. maybe now she's matured. Yeah, there is a maturity to the character and a maturity to Michelle Rodriguez's acting. Sure. Um, I I would say that she's still kind of, you know, lower on my, my favorite characters list. But there's there's definite improvement. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Han and Giselle are sitting there pretty much packing up and Han asks her where their next adventure should be. Giselle suggests that they stay in one place. And since they're always talking about Tokyo, Tokyo it is. And I thought, yeah, dad gum adorable. Is, is this foreshadowing or the opposite of foreshadowing? It's 100% foreshadowing. foreshadowing. No, no, because, you know, the, the movies are, are out of order. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, for, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, I it's it, well. I mean, it's definitely foreshadowing, right? But because of the, I mean, I think it works both ways. Yes, yeah. If you've never seen the movies, you have no idea what what that's in reference to. You know what I mean? But sure. I think people who've been watching it from the beginning, you know, kind of get that there's there's a sense there's an ominous sense to it, but yet a a heartfelt one too. And then, did you guys uh, did you see that fan art? By the way, I finally started an Instagram page this week, much to my chagrin, because I want to support the, uh, the, the so fast, so furious page. But, uh, did you see that fan art poster that somebody made for like fast and furious presents Giselle and Han movie? 
Uh, yes. Dude, I would be all over that fucking movie. Like Bonnie and Clyde meets the Thomas Crown Affair. You'd have like the sexiness of the Thomas Crown Affair mixed with like the, you know, like the on the run. I would, dude, I would totally watch that movie. If anyone's listening from the Fast and the Furious production aspect, please make a Han and Giselle movie. I think people would be all over that. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Worth a shot. Dude, it'd be fucking great. It would be set between five and six. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah, I think I think that would be, yeah, hop on that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can presume they've had adventures before Dom picked them back up. Yeah, because when, when we saw them in, uh, was it four or five, when they were in China, remember? And they and she, he was like, you speak, or it was China. At the end of five, like, they're in Berlin, and at the beginning of this one, they're in Tokyo, or uh, Hong Kong or something. Yeah, man. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing to see, like, the stuff they went through while they were kind of having their adventures in between movies? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not like solo, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, a Star Wars story. So exactly. So Letty approaches Dom and asks if uh, she can ask him something. Dom apparently isn't sure how to respond. He looks all like shell shocked or something. He can't look at her. And uh, Letty asks how he knew there'd be a car there to break their fall. Vito's favorite line. And Dom replies, "Do you want to say it, Vito?" I didn't. Yeah, I do. Some things you just have to take on faith. This also got a huge reaction in the theater. I remember when that happened, like this wave of feminine voices going, aw. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that just like cemented Dom as like the ultimate, like romantic, tragic hero. You know what I, I mean? I don't want to like, go into this theater that's so loud, people talking and. Oh, cheering. dude. Dude, I kid you not, like, like when you're watching a movie like this, it's kind of like seeing Star Wars or an Avengers movie on opening night. Nobody's talking, but they're really screaming, and I, I love seeing a movie. I don't need anyone clapping during a movie. This oh, sounds dude, like a nightmare to me. No, no, no. <laughs> dude, it's, it's one of those things I love going to see a movie on opening night because you know that the people that are there want to see the movie. They're fans. They're going to get all the jokes. They're going to get all the references. There, you know what I mean? Like, I it wasn't annoying at all. People were like, I, I just think it's amazing when people cheer in a movie. Uh, I was seven years old when Star Wars came out, and I saw it in the theater, man. And like, when the Death Star blew up, the crowd fucking went nuts, dude. I mean, that's that to me is why I go to the movies. I don't want to hear people talking. I don't want to see cell phones. I don't want to hear well, you know well, fucking popcorn. Say, like, like I don't mind it if it's like during like the Death Star. That's like the climax of the movie. But if it's like it's certain like, you know, oh, my gosh, it's the first time in this movie I've seen Thor. I have to applaud and clap and, and let everyone know I know who that is. No, you know, but they weren't they weren't being like that. But like, okay. you know, like, I mean, imagine being in a in a packed theater during that sequence where Dom catches her and the audience just go. You know, that was it was amazing, dude. It's it's there's an energy. I there, turn around you know, and put my finger to my mouth. And so I'm trying to enjoy this film. See, Could you please be quiet, madam? I'm trying to enjoy this film. I, I think that energy and that, you know, kind of audible excitement um, should be reserved for, like, screenings of movies that have been out for a while. So... Keep your exuberance to yourself. Exactly. Shut I the hell up. you're both wrong. No, like, if there was, like, a, you know, like a... 10th anniversary screening of this movie like yeah you know like i one of the best theater experiences i ever had was i, I saw the the evil dead trilogy 
and then the the Evil Dead remake um, in a marathon. And people were... How did you so... concentrate while you were running? <laughs> Sorry. Terrible, terrible joke. Go ahead. People were so excited, and there was just this positive, awesome energy. But I was thinking about it. I was like, if I had never seen these movies before, I would be so annoyed by this. Sure. I honestly would. Um, there's, I, I hate to get off, uh, off track, but one of my least favorite theater experiences was seeing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on opening night. I was sitting in front of these uh, these women who every time anything would happen, I, I call it the squee culture, because mm-hmm. they make a high-pitched, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! You well, know? see, that's annoying. These, these folks were not doing that in the movie. They were just cheering at, like, really great moments and stuff. You know, it's not like people were talking during the movie or, or being... You know, distracting. They were just. They weren't trying to mystery science theater it. No, yeah, there was nobody on cell phones. There was nobody. You know, you know what I mean. But like, because again, when I'm in a movie and Zach and I went to go see Creed two, man, and there was this person who kept pulling out their cell phone like two rows ahead. Zach was like, "Put it away," and I was like, "Yes," because I'm like that too. We even had someone come and tell an usher came and told her to put it away, and she did it again. Yeah, and that that's annoying. Those people should Uh, burn in hell. But. I don't know, maybe, but see, that's, that's, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I love, I, I go to the movies for the same reason I go to a stand up comedy show where you can, you know, where it's live versus watching it on TV is like, you feel the energy of the crowd and stuff like that. And it was a good crowd. I've, I've not seen a Fast and the Furious movie where, you know, people were talking and everything like that. It held their attention. They were just really into it and cheering at all the right spots, you know? Mm-hmm. It, I, I thought it was amazing. I mean, you know, again, maybe, my perception of these movies may have been completely different if people hadn't reacted the way I did when, when that jump happened and when he caught her and stuff, you know, if, if that reaction that hadn't happened, I might not have had that like moment where I was like, I fucking love these movies, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think this um, is the, like the one episode that we've pretty much like consistently disagreed with each other on pretty much everything. I agree <laughs> to disagree, Anthony. It no, happened. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's okay. And uh, so Letty, when Letty and Dom are, are talking here, I I feel like there's a Letty gives this kind of look like she wants to kiss Dom, but then yep. Hobbs shows up with his perfect timing, and she wants to kiss Hobbs. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and then it cuts to the Fast and the Furious triple X. Uh oh. And then and it cuts Hob- to the Rock getting fired. <laughs> that's right. Get out of my franchise. <laughs> With, with that ass and brains, woman, you should be kissing Dom and me. That's right. Uh, Bring in John Hobbs, Cena. Oh, well, I know, right? That'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, Hobbs tells Dom he needs to hear something. He's got a handcuffed Owen in tow, and he sort of pushes him into the room as everyone gathers around. Oh, and this was Luke Evans' first day of shooting, by the way. thought that was interesting. Impressive. Yeah. Because he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was great. He says, you guys think you've won, but this little code you live by is the very reason you weren't even in the game. He says he told Toretto exactly what he was going to do if he didn't walk away. And we cut to a scene of Alina and Mia with baby Jack. Uh, It looks like they're at Dom and Alina's place, maybe. And uh, some ominous looking SUVs are approaching. Alina draws her gun and tells Mia to get out of there. He says go if anyone's being pedantic, but it means get out of there. 
Um, and we find uh, out where Klaus has been, Klaus, because he's one of the ones in the SUV. Um, that's, I think, well, they is, is Vito's favorite, but Klaus is a close second. I think, I think, I think they is Anthony and I's favorite of the bad guys, other than John, maybe for me. Yeah, he's because, but because you like the actor. She's just, she's got a really amazing, um, Present. She, there, there's not a lot. I mean, it's not like they've given her a lot to do in this movie, but she does. I, I really appreciate an she's actor or actress who has really amazing presence on camera. She's like the they group. Yeah, you know what I mean. But she, she totally, she totally like that. She's absolutely believable, even though she doesn't have a lot to do. It's very strange. You know, it's mm. it's it's hard to describe. But you know, you like you like who you like, and you don't like yeah. who you don't like. But his whole crew, I think, is so well cast. No, I agree. That's that just it's just you know, I, you got to give that to Justin Lin as he knows how to cast a movie. It, mm-hmm. it, it would have been cool, not necessary, but cool if we would have uh, been given a little glimpse into their backstory. So, well, we kind of uh, we were told a little bit about them. You mean the crew themselves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. We were told a little about uh, Owen's background, but maybe not the individual guys. Right, like that's... Well, go ahead, Because Anthony, they are set up so much to be the anti-Dom's crew. They're the bizarro world. Right. Yeah. Maybe maybe though that's the idea is that they since they since they've kind of cast these people as the opposites, you're supposed to kind of get the inference that you really are looking at. You know what I mean? You're you, because you see them as their opposites, you're getting everything that you need without having been told. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? That's that's totally a possibility. I'm I'm just saying like yeah. I think it would have been cool to explain to explore them more. Um because they are, they do have you know, a fantastic presence. They, they what really if, do. What if it turned out that, like, Jaw, for example, had driven one of those trucks in the first film and was enacting on his revenge in that way? I, I would mark out. <laughs> He's the driver from the first movie. Yeah, or like the second player. movie. Yeah. Brilliant. That'd be hilarious. Yes. All the drivers from the previous films that they fucked over, the guy with the iguanas there. Vigilante truck drivers. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. to make this movie. And that's still, how I still, was able to recruit him. I I still have hope that Verone is going to show up somehow, and it's going to be all tied in together at the end. I'd totally be. I, and and I and I mean that. I harp on that a lot. I say that a lot. But like, it would just be so fucking amazing if they brought back Eva Mendez and Verone showed up, and like Verone somehow was was working in conjunction with Shaw. And with you know, I mean, like how the, if they tied everything together into this epic, you know, ending, I think that'd be amazing. I would, I would be into that. that. I feel like everything before Justin Lin got involved is kind of, eh. I mean, no, I mean, t- like they're not going to bring it back. Like I liked it. Like I think that would be a cool idea, but I, I don't know if they'd be willing to go back that far. I hope so. We'll yeah. see. I, I, I would, would hate that. Not everything needs to be tied together. Not everything no. needs to. Yeah, well, tell that to the people making the new Star Wars movies. That's right. Everyone's related. I would love to tell them a few things, to be honest. I know, right? That's another. I'm hearing not, not, yeah, not to sidetrack us too much more, but um, I'm hearing. I haven't read any of the leaks, but from what I understand from the people who have read the leaks, they're saying if this is what the new movie is going to be, then it's going to destroy the franchise. But I divert. I've read Let's, the leaks. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they're wrong um 
I read the leaks for The Force Awakens too, and I was bummed that they were right. Well, we'll, so, we'll oh no! See. Okay, we'll, we'll stay away. <laughs> Owen tells Dom that he can reach out and break him whenever he wants, and he has. I love we, that. That was good stuff. We see Alina making a run for it, and Mia's right behind behind her. She uh, goes over a wall, and Mia hands Baby Jack to her. But after giving Jack to Alina, Mia decides to go back and distract the bad guy. The bad guy. So yeah, yeah, was that hot. that was that was one of those moments too where I was wondering. She was like, you know, she grabbed uh, Elena grabs Jack, and then mm-hmm. she's like, climb over, and Mia thinks about it for a second, and she says, go. And I was wondering why she stayed behind to get caught until I realized. She did it so that her son could get away. Yeah, exactly. And it was like so, I mean, not to get too maudlin with it, but I got a little teary-eyed. I was like, that's something my mom would have done for me. You know what I mean? She would have given herself up. Yeah, she would have distracted, you know, the danger long enough that I could get away. I think you just thought that was a very touching moment. To a hot Brazilian woman. (laughs) I would have breastfed till I was 18. (laughs) no but (laughs) so gross i know it is that's why i said it the um no but i i did i found that a little touching you know i realized i was like oh she she doesn't want her son to get caught Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so she went back so that they they you know i i mean they knew she she had a kid and stuff but the kid wasn't the main thing but they would have had to have taken jack with her if elena hadn't been there so like i like i like that idea that she sacrificed herself to let her son live, you know, that's, that's very, that just again, shows us what, what kind of a noble character that Mia is. It's a know? good thing. She was visiting aunt Alina. Yeah, exactly. I forgot she was in this movie to be honest. Well, that's okay. She's still kicking. She's still around when she, she's, she's in all of them, but two Anthony or, she, and three, when she popped up has just like, Oh Mia. <laughs> oh yeah. They have a kid. Yeah. Exactly. Owen tells Brian to call Mia, and he does. Mia is struggling with Klaus when Brian calls, and we can't really tell where she is because it's a very quick shot, and she yells for Brian, and Brian immediately punches out Owen. Again, showing his... She shrieks for Brian. She does. It was very loud. Did you guys... Yeah, but she's fucking scared. uh, Did you guys also think Paul Walker was fucking great in this when... The, when the look on his face, yeah. when when Owen tells him to call her, he genuinely, you you can tell that he as a character doesn't know how to react in that moment. He's so frustrated and so terrified that you know this this look goes across his face that that was just amazing. And well, then uh, I love the fact that he punches Owen. I thought that was great that that he got in a fucking lick. You know? well, they didn't tell him that Luke Evans was an actor. That he thought that this person had actually kidnapped Jor- Jordana Brewster. <laughs> you it's kidnapped fair. the kid who pays but plays my baby. <laughs> you you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but no. Paul Walker is very good in the scene. I agree. Yeah, and uh, Owen deserved that fucking punch. That's right. And, and maybe I'm skipping ahead, or maybe we glossed over it. But there's a line where uh, where Shaw says, you know, like. Um, look at his face and tell me if he's lying or something like that. Yeah. 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 For and they're, sure. they're referring to Vin Diesel, right? Mm-hmm. His face that is, conversation. Yeah. His face is so blank on expression. It's like that. It's more that, Eisenstein. What was that? I was going to say, 
it's <laughs> it's like I, I flashed this image of Vin Diesel going to the Marlene Dietrich School of Acting where they were like, less expression, less expression, less, less expression. There you go. You're totally blank. That's what it was. Like, there was, like, no realization in his face. There was no, like, you know, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to give another strong disagreement. I think that Dom is, he realizes at that moment that he fucked up. And not only did he. Sorry, guys. If, I don't know if you could hear that or not, but you, somebody you... tried calling me there for a second. Oh, okay. No, you're um, good. The, uh, but I think Dom realizes that he fucked up and he's numb with, you know, the realization that he is fucked. I, I don't buy that. Oh, well, not at this point yet. Well, I guess, no, well, he do, does that. He's worried about Elena, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and his sister, for that matter. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. I, I just, I found that weird where, like, basically Shaw was saying, you know, like, look at his face, you know, and there was nothing. There there was no emotion there. He, it was just Vin Diesel looking like Vin Diesel, and it bothered me. <laughs> Fair enough. That's okay. Well, they pull Brian off of Owen, and Owen explains to them that they're going to cut him front loose from his handcuffs. They're going to hand him the chip, and he's going to walk out without them following. Rolf says that one hostage does not outweigh the threat to millions. He says this changes nothing. And then for some reason, Hobbs puts a gun in his face and says it changes everything. And again, I, I referenced this last week. Where did Hobbs... Like, at what point did he change his mind? I agree. About Vin, or about Dom. Like, <sighs> he's now willing to up, hold a gun up to an officer of the military. <laughs> yep. And get yeah, that was, fired and that, reprimanded. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Hobbs tells Rolfs to order his men to stand down, and he does. Hobbs explains to Dom that if, still with the gun in Rolfs' face, by the way, explains to Dom that if they let Owen go, Words like amnesty and pardon go with him. Don responds, Dom responds confusingly, those words went out the day we were born. Okay, yeah, this this whole sequence uh. I thought was really stupid because Hobbs pointing his pistol at a NATO commander right? is not, on, not only a bit extreme. I mean, he obviously, as Anthony has pointed out, he would have been court-martialed or like immediately arrested. There's no Second coming of back all, from that. What would have yeah, exactly you are committing treason against, uh, you know, someone who is obviously on equal grounds as you in terms of law enforcement, you know, and, and jurisdiction, and all that it stuff. But like, like, don't you think that when he pulled that gun on that guy, they wouldn't have just shot? Well, here, here's here's what doesn't make sense about the sequence is that. OK, well, you know, the results of that, because you haven't gotten to it yet, so I don't want to spoil it for the listeners or whatever. But like the results of this entire sequence don't make sense from a from a military standpoint. Like you have you have these people who have committed what could be considered a terrorist act mm -hmm. on on this. Uh, you know, they've, they've run a tank through and blown up a bridge and stuff. I mean, this is not just like small time shit. Well, we're right. So, at you want me to get to the reveal and then you can make your point? Yeah, but I mean, but but like it, his words, those words went out the day we were born doesn't make any sense. Like they would have shot Hobbs and then they yeah. would have thrown Owen and his people back in prison. They might they, not have him, but they definitely would have raised their weapons and he would have been outnumbered and it would have been over. Well, I mean, what's what if you think about it, what is the point of a person when you put a pull a gun on someone 
you are saying, I'm willing to shoot you mm-hmm. in order to get what I want right now. And I would think in a military situation, they would have just shot Hobbs at that point. You know what I mean? They, because he's threatening their commander with death if he doesn't let a convicted or a person who is a whatever go. And then, so he, you know, they would have shot him. That commander guy even like says the logical thing of like, if you let him go, you know, millions will die as opposed to, you know, one person. One person. Right. Like, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. The family. The ship, Jim, it's safe. The ship is safe. (laughs) Riley Riley takes the keys from Rolf's and uncuffs Owen as well as Jod, Denlinger, and whatever the security hacker guy's name is. And as Owen and his crew turn to go, he looks back and he says, Coming, babe? And you think he's talking to Letty, but they do a really fucking cool rack focus from Letty to Riley. Yes. And yes. Riley goes, of course. I'm I that was really well done. I'm legitimately irritated that you guys spoiled that for me because uh, I I would have I wouldn't have caught on. I would have been surprised by it. And I think that that reveal is really well done. I'm the asshole. Yep. And you smell like one, two. Well, it's a good thing we're on Google Hangouts then. Indeed. Well, so so this so okay, so they're they're on a NATO base. They have arrested these people. Do, or Hobbs has pulled a gun on the man and said, "Let them go." Mm-hmm. And these people are going to let the. I mean, it's like none of this makes any sense from like a like a military standpoint. Like, there's no way they would have let them get out of that base. And they don't negotiate with terrorists either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, this is one of those sequences and there's something coming up too, where I was like that, even, even if you're willing to suspend your disbelief in a movie, like I'm willing to buy that Dom jumped across a chasm using the force of a car to catch a woman, spin through the air and land safely. But I'm not willing to buy this other stuff because within the rules of this universe, like there, there still are. There, there would still be military rules and stuff that people would be following where none of this would be possible. But anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. No, but that's true. Um, and she goes with him, and, and Hobbs and everyone look shocked, justifiably. As, as uh, Anthony would have been, had we not spoiled it six episodes ago. Such a dick. Yep. I didn't realize when we did that. Was it when we had uh, Rivers Langley on? Was that the one where it got no. spoiled? I don't remember. No, it was something where she makes a comment, and I was just we started talking about foreshadowing, and one thing led to another. <laughs> Shaw says that if he sees them following, me is dead. So Riley and Owen and their crew are in jeeps, and they're driving away from the army base. Riley asks about Mia, and Owen says they don't need her anymore. So he's about to call in to have her killed, but Tej is able to jam his cell signal in this part made me laugh so hard he's typing nonsense (laughs) of course like well not to mention he says i've just jammed every signal up and down the spectrum that's right i was like wait a minute every signal for every cell phone in the world has been jammed at this moment like i I mean like like that, that is really a fucking crazy over the top well, thing I to think. I didn't take it as the world. I just, I took it as in the area. But then it was like, wouldn't Owen have had a fail safe? Like, if you don't hear from me by five, kill the girl. Like, it's not like he needs to call them and say, 
kill the girl. Like they would have had some sort of contingency. Well, you know what I mean? In the real world, perhaps. So he, he thought of everything except for the classic cell jammer routine. Not, you know what I mean? It's like not not only that, but like if Tej has the ability to do that, he's essentially like almost as valuable as that component. Like yeah, they should be locking as, him away. He's as dangerous as the fucking component. That's absolutely correct. Oh, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't you can't plan for Tej, you know. I mean, he's a... he's off the grid, motherfucker. That's why you can't catch him. <laughs> Dom says, "Let's move," and Letty says she's coming with him. So she's back on the team, I guess. Owen and his crew have reached what appears to be an airstrip. It's nighttime, so it's really cool. And Dom and his crew are following uh, following him, apparently very confident in Tej's signal blocking skills. I mean, they have no real proof. I guess it doesn't matter at this point. They're it's, following along. Yeah. Huh? No, yeah, it's it's very over the top. Yeah. Uh, Roman is with Tej, and he wonders how Owen is planning on getting out of there. Just then, a huge plan lands in front of him. Roman says it's not a plane, it's a planet. It's very, yeah, okay, very so, again, this this right here was where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He points out, we're on an army base. He's trapped. There is no fucking way that NATO is going to let an unidentified Russian plane, this <laughs> massive cargo plane, fly onto a NATO fucking base and yep. land. They yep. would have been blown out of the sky 10 minutes ago. Like, unless they've got magical cloaking ability or whatever, like, there's no fucking way that this plane would have ever been allowed into that airspace. Under mm-hmm. any circumstances. That's true. Yeah. I so, can't argue with that. <laughs> hey, Sarge, I got some fucking Russians in an airplane wanting to land. They had a code. They had a word. It was an old code, but we it registered. Right, exactly. <laughs> whatever it is in Rogue One or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, and the, the pilots are Russian for some reason because the ones in the cars earlier were like Botvian or whatever we ended up figuring out yeah. they were. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. According, this is according to the subtitles anyway, which have been proven to be unreliable. So, yeah, did really say Russian speaking Russian was the subtitle. Exactly. Yeah, and they lower the cargo bay ramp to let Owen and his crew drive onto the plane. And so Letty is with Dom and Brian, and she says that Mia is as good as dead if Owen gets away on that plane. And Dom says they won't let him get away. He's very confident in his abilities of this team. And so Owen does some hand signals to his team, and he says, let's end this thing, to which I said, I agree. Right, Anthony? (laughs) Show on the road. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dom Dom looks at Brian and says, ride or die. And Brian says it back, and Letty looks at him like, wow, these guys really care about each other. Unlike (laughs) Owen. And that's when I realized I was the third wheel. (laughs) This is where I belong. In a Dom and Brian sandwich. Oh, God. Where chick it down, bow, chick it down, bow. Brian is Dom's brother. They're brother in laws now. They can't be doing that stuff. <laughs> Dom's crew starts ramming into the rest of Owen's crew. They're trying to block him from getting on the plane or whatever. Uh, but Owen and Riley have already made it on. It turns out that Mia is also on the plane for plot convenience, and Riley walks up ready to shoot her in the face. 
but Dom barrels in and runs her over with his car instead. Thought that was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Although it does make you wonder, like, the plane is still going forward at this time, but anytime they're in the cargo bay, it feels like they're motionless. I don't know. Movie magic, right? Movie so Dom, magic. What's that? Oh, I said, yeah, I said movie magic. Exactly. I also like that Dom had his trusty old shotgun here. I don't know why, but I like it when Dom has a shotgun. So, I mean, guys, did he bring that with him? Yes. My, uh, uh, my version of the movie, the theatrical version, yeah. it mm-hmm. like the 15 minutes cut when um, when Riley did her heel turn. I have no idea what you guys are talking what? about now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Oh man, well, are you in for a treat? Yeah, go ahead and spoil <laughs> more, Zach. Well, we're we're all, we're not too much longer. This was an unintentional spoil, man. Exactly. I should have let you know. Kidding. Well, uh, uh, Dom starts shooting at Owen, who heads deeper into the cargo bay. Brian gets out with a gun to follow, but he's intercepted and choke slammed by Klaus. Denlinger and Jaw are trying to drive onto the plane, but uh, both Tej and Hobbs are making it really difficult. And I should also point out that uh, Justin Lin said he had been planning for this scene since uh, the fourth movie, Fast and Furious, the, the, uh, this whole cargo bay scene, I guess. So, you know, two years... Worked out pretty well, There's especially considering how many characters there are to keep up with. I, I like uh, in this sequence how they didn't pit Dom against Klaus. They got like Brian, who's kind of like small, and he, yeah. he has to fight Klaus. And then I like that Letty and, uh, you know, Riley, uh, Riley are going to have to square off against each other. Like it, it's a pretty fun little sequence. Yeah, everyone gets paired up pretty well. Uh, yeah, Letty gets out of the car with her own gun and Riley grabs her. They struggle for the gun for a bit, and while they're struggling, like they're shooting bullets off. And so when Riley finally gets control and shoots at Letty, it's out of bullets. I yeah, that was cool. Very, very tense. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Letty takes the opportunity to attack, to attack Riley, who responds with a roundhouse kick to the face. Uh, Mia is escaping with Owen right behind her. He tells Vey to call the cockpit and tell him to take off. The pilots respond in Russian that they've taken on too much weight and they need to pick up speed first. And that's the 15 minutes ARV. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice uh, cliffhanger. It ended on, we cannot take off. We've taken right. too much weight. In Russia, weight take on you. <laughs> I wish I knew what you guys were talking about. Are you? Well, I couldn't tell if you really were serious when you said that it, it's that you're been cut off or not. The theatrical yeah. version about a minute behind. I'm... I'm dead serious it cut off like right when riley and shaw walked off well hey anthony plane set piece they got to the plane the plane good to know yeah well you're allowed to watch it after we record you can catch up i wish this is i feel really bad for this one with all the spoilers we've given you man i apologize dude it's fine i'm just i'm I'm kidding around you won't let it happen again i'm okay Uh, i'll live good I don't know if Riley will. We'll find out. Dun, dun, dun. I, I literally don't remember. I, ha- I can't recall. So we'll find out together, Anthony. Overall, did you? Well, you said you're so you're kind of half and half on this one, Anthony, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I literally watched this before we started recording, and I could not remember any of the action sequences at all. Um, I think Theo and I really dug it. Yeah, I love the sequence, man. 
I, I just, I love a good action sequence. I thought it was masterfully put together. There were some really amazing, you know, stunts in there. I liked the fact that there were stakes. Mm-hmm. I like the brazenness of the, the goofiness of, of, uh, of Rome jumping from, from one car to another as the, the first car goes under the tank. I love Dom jumping to save, you know, Letty and not knowing if he was going to live or not. He did it just because, you know, because he loves her. Like I, I, I love everything about that sequence. I, I thought this 15 minutes was great. I must have Letty type amnesia because I don't remember any of that. <laughs> you know what, Anthony? You may not remember, but you know that nobody forces you to do anything you don't want to do. Or, do you true. remember being undercover in a Mexican drug cartel? No. Do you remember when Phoenix shot you in the head and left you for dead, but we, you know, knew that you were still alive and then you joined the bad guys? Vaguely. <laughs> well, you're back on the team again, so. Do you remember being with Dom on the beach when he picked you up, scooped you up by your ass and said and that you'd be together forever? Scar yeah, together. We, we cut ourselves on the reeve. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I did enjoy the... Um, the whole, you know, Joker homage. Um, I, I thought some of the dialogue, like, it kind of reminded me of, um, you know, when you would have, like, a school assignment and you would just change the phrasing of something right. that you were, you know, already reading. Like, you had the book out and you were just like, all right, I'll change these words to this, but it says the same thing. Um, that's what that when, scene seemed when you like. To, to you know about the line we were arguing over I was reading some of the other lines and it was it was really funny because it was like there's nothing here there is always something here is something <laughs> so you're right yeah it it did come off a lot as uh, you know the Joker interrogation scene but it didn't bother me because I, I think that um, Luke Evans is such a, a underrated actor mm-hmm. that he pulled it off the Welsh lad Yep. It is kind of, uh, well, I mean, you know the spoiler, obviously, that the other Shaw is his brother, right? You know that already? Right, yeah. Because you saw the later movies. They have completely different accents. Like, Owen Shaw's accent is more, you know, it's it's it seems like it's more almost Irish, or it's got a, like, it's got a different lilt. And then, you know, Jason Statham has Jason this, like, Cockney accent. Yeah, and, yeah uh, he, has, he has a Cockney accent. You're like, they just think that that we think that everyone who has an accent is from the same, but you know what I mean? It's like you go to England or the UK or whatever. And like, everybody's like, Oh, that's a Cockney accent. That's a Welsh accent. That's a Scottish accent. We're like, it sounds British. They're brothers. Well, I think they just wanted uh, Jason Statham in the series, regardless. He could have been J- Jamaican for all they cared. Probably to be fair. They think the same thing about us. That's yeah. true. Those Yanks. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just was listening to a podcast the other day where uh, Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left, he was in Ireland and she was like, oh, you're a farmer from the United States. And he was like, I- I'm not a farmer, but they were under the impression that everyone is a farmer here. Hmm. That's a misconception. <laughs> yep. I ain't farming nothing except uh, whatever you do in, in video games when you're farming. Hmm. That's a video game reference, right, Anthony? You're one of those video game farmers from the United States. Oh, man. Well, is there anything uh, we want to plug uh, before we wrap this uh, 15 minutes up? 
Same so, old, same old. I'm going to plug the podcast you're listening to right now, everybody. Keep yeah, listening. Yeah, listen to it again. Download it, subscribe it, and for f- please leave a review. What do we yeah. got to do to get a review over here? Yeah. Uh, it's fine. You, as long as you're listening, I don't care if you leave a review or not. But I'm I always care. interested to know what people... I would like people to leave a review. It would be nice, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you take the time to download the show, give us a rating and... and you know, give us just a couple of words. Yeah, we, we want to hear from you in three words. Vroom vroom, bitches. <laughs> that is acceptable. Best review yeah. ever. But uh, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, much against my will, have created an Instagram page with zero photos on it so well, far. The, which is nice. well, how can people find you on Instagram? Uh, I believe I tried every iteration of everything I'm interested in, and finally, they they were all taken. Every everything. Even my own name, I think, might have been taken, which was weird. And then I ended up doing the underscore last underscore Shogun. Nice. Yeah. Well, everyone should go out there and follow Vito. Yeah, I might put a picture up once in a while. I know, right? Why not? I'll figure it out. The the podcast at So Fast, So Furious. And you can tweet us at So Fast Podcast if you desire. And you can send us an email at So Fast, So Furious Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, check us out next week when we get to uh, the final, not, maybe not the final episode, but the final bit of uh, Fast and Furious 6. I'm very excited. <laughs> right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, sorry, I thought you were going to say more, so I was kind of like quiet. Oh, I'm waiting for you to finish. Well, that's okay. Case, see you next week. Bye, Bye everybody.